Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and I want to thank you, as always, for joining us on the broadcast, or if you're watching on a podcast or video, thank you very much. Now, you you probably know this, but I, I have to say it from time to time. My, my prayer throughout this entire year, 2024, as we work our way through my utmost for his highest yearly devotional, is that each of us will see and hear this, the, where the Spirit is taking us. And I pray that that is deeper and deeper in love and devotion to Christ as his disciple, not just as a churchgoer or attendee or member, but a fully devoted, sold-out disciple of Jesus Christ, walking with him as Lord. If you joined us at any time over the past two to three weeks, you know that's exactly where we've been going and none more compelling and convicting than last week as the devos exposed us to some questions about our relationship with Jesus, our prayer life, and our personal walk. The ultimate question on Thursday was literally entitled, The Undeviated, or I should say Undeviating, or Piercing Question, which was Jesus' question to Peter when he restored him, Do you love me? He asked the same of us. Now, if you missed any of those or all of them, would like to backtrack and listen again, or simply would like to share them with others, you can find all of them on our website, loveandlordship.com. Don't use the ampersand. Put A-N-D in the middle, loveandlordship, all spelled out and together, .com. You can find articles. You can find all of these uh, podcasts and videos there on the read, uh, listen, and watch. Listen and watch, obviously, for podcasts and videos. Or you can click on the Podbean for podcasts, the Podbean icon down near the bottom of the homepage, or the Vimeo, the little white V there at the bottom, and see those and share them. Certainly appreciate that. Thank for those, thanks to those who have done that and for the feedback. Thank you for that. Encouraging. Most all of it's been encouraging. Occasional questions that I welcome. And thank you even if you disagree. Thank you for that. And you can reach me at loveandlordship at gmail.com. Again, love, A-N-D, love and lordship. All together and spelled out, loveandlordship at gmail.com. So, building on that question that Jesus asked, today's devotional is going to continue with the story surrounding Peter as Jesus restored him and challenged him to a deeper love of Christ and of others. Isn't it amazing how God's word repeats itself in so many ways to drive home key points? Today's scripture text and Jesus' command to Peter sums up the first and second greatest commands. In loving God, do you love me, Jesus said, as God in the flesh, and showing that love in our actions and serving of others. What is that response? Well, we're going to find out in today's scripture text. Jesus asked Peter this piercing, undeviating question three times. Do you love me? In the first two, the Greek word used is agapeo, rooted in agape or godly love, that is saying, do you love me in a way that always honors God, that prefers his truth and his love above, above all else? You don't compromise in compassion for others. You do not compromise God's truth. That's the problem in our culture and throughout history, but in particular today and even in many of our churches. He asked Peter, the first two times, do you agapeo? Is that the kind of love you have for me? He was probing 
Peter's heart and mind. And then third time, as Peter responded each time, Lord, you know I love you. I phileo. We're brothers. We have brotherly love. I love you that way. You see, the third time Jesus said, do you even phileo me in, in essence? And Peter, once again, Lord, you know that I do, but you know all things. What I think Jesus is pointing out here is that no other love apart from agape and it, it can exist. And Peter's response of phileo, Jesus had to take him deeper. It has to be found in agape. So Jesus, in each of his directives to Peter, remained the same. And that's the text and the foundation of our devotional today, entitled The Unrelieved Quest. It's in March 3rd, if you're following along in the devotional book, My Utmost First Highest, or at myutmost.org, it's on March 3rd. You see, this is the continual command and quest placed before Peter and before all disciples, including you and me. Are we willing to know and love God? Remember, that's what Jesus asked first, do, do you love me? Are, you, are we willing to know and love God in such a way that it spills over into all those that we meet, all that he places in our path and us in theirs? That's what Jesus, I believe, is driving at in restoring Peter so that he knows without a doubt that he is called to love all others regardless of how they, who they are and what he feels about them because his, the love of God is manifested in and through him, the agapeo. The same must be said of us. It must be asked of us, and the quest must be put before us. What is that kind of love, that unrelieved quest, that we must keep in our love for him and for all that we encounter? Here's Jesus' response. You say you love me. You keep saying brotherly love. I ask you about agape. Here's the response. Feed my sheep in John 21, 17. Chambers says in this devotional, this feeding of sheep, this is love in the making. I love what he says here. The love of God is unmade. It is God's nature. When we receive the Holy Spirit, he unites us with God so that his love is manifested in us. Isn't that interesting? God's love unmade. But it is true that God in his infinite love chose to create each and every one of us in his image and those who choose to believe in Christ as Savior and walk with him as Lord, he partners with us to make his love known to others. Feed my sheep. Chambers goes on. When the soul is united to God by the indwelling Holy Spirit, that's not the end. The end is that we continue to grow in Christ so that we may be one with the Father as Jesus was. What kind of oneness had Jesus Christ with the Father? Such a oneness that the Father sent him down here to be spent for us. And he says, as the Father has sent me, even so I send you. So in essence, what he's saying to Peter and to you and me is go be completely spent in taking care of and loving others in me. Feed my sheep. Peter realizes now with the revelation of the Lord's hurting question that he does love him. Then comes the point, spend it out. Don't testify how much you love me. Don't profess about the marvelous revelation you have had, but feed my sheep. In other words, Jesus said to him, 
Don't just talk about it. You have to be willing to put hands and feet to it. That's how I love others through you. And here's what Chambers says. And Jesus has some extraordinarily funny, some bedraggled, dirty, awkward, budding sheep. Some sheep that have gone astray. I fit that category. I don't know about you. When I hear someone speak of someone else as being weird, my first thought, and if the situation calls for it, my response is, all of us are weird to somebody. Don't you find that to be true? And we all need to love and be loved because we are made in his image and he is love. There's no way around it. That's what Jesus was saying to Peter in that agape or godly love is that it is at the core of all love. And as you express it to one another in phileo, in brotherly love for one another, it shows up in serving and and guiding and discipling and counseling and meeting the needs of others. And the greatest need is to know Jesus Christ. Everything has to point to this in our love for him and for others. We continue with the devotional. It is impossible to weary God's love, and it is impossible to weary that love in you and me if it springs from the one true sinner. The love of God pays no attention to the distinctions made by natural individuality. Let me read that that statement again that he makes. The love of God pays no attention to the distinctions made by individual, personal individuality. In other words, what I think or feel, what I get in return or not, and how it turns out, and what you think or feel, and how it turns out, doesn't matter. Not, not, that, that's not what drives us. I shouldn't have said it doesn't matter, because it does, but it's not what drives us. We're called, just as Peter was, to love in the love of Christ, the agape love, all his sheep, so they can see his love. Chambers again, if I love my Lord, I have no business to be guided by natural temperament. That's feelings, desires, outcomes, expectations. Those are all rooted in my flesh. I'm going to have them because they are natural. But in the spirit, the Holy Spirit that I now have in Christ, that you have in Christ, we now move beyond these to this to his kind of love. Not the natural temperament, feelings, desires, outcomes, and expectations. We have them. Sometimes they turn out. Sometimes they don't. None of that changes his truth and his love. we got to move beyond that to his kind of love that gives according to his truth in his love no matter what. That's agape, preferring God above all else. I have to feed his, his sheep. There is no relief and no release from this commission. Pay close attention to how Chambers closes this powerful devotion here. Listen to this. Beware of counterfeiting the love of God by working along the line of natural human sympathy because that will end in blaspheming the agape love of God. We must, by His grace in us, go beyond ourselves and love with His love that we've received in believing in Christ for our salvation and in our life lived with Him as Lord. This is what drives everything we do if we are his disciples and are going to love as he loves us. That's what Jesus was getting across to Peter when he gave the unrelieved quest, feed my sheep. Closing thoughts, food for thought here. So often our love, individually, relationally, and even collectively in our churches, organizations, and governments are rooted in our natural sympathies and therefore often false compassions. 
We act out of that compassion that's natural because we want to see someone help, but we do things that ultimately hurt them because we not follow God's truth. And we do it whether or not we've sought God's truth and are acting in line with it. The outcome of this welfare mentality, don't miss that phrase, of this welfare mentality is false compassion that ultimately enslaves, and we're doing it almost as much in our churches as we are in our government. While we must love, serve, and feed those in need, we must above all else be sure that in the loving, serving, and feeding, we are guiding and even training them to walk as disciples and be set free in Christ. Here's our love and action items. You know the first two if you're listeners. If not, I hope you continue to listen and catch on to these. Spend time every day in God's Word, prayer, and listening to Him. Begin with the Scriptures in this message and just start with five to ten minutes. You've got time for that. He's the most important thing in your life. Show Him that. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Number three, are you active in feeding Christ's sheep? Is it out of your own fleshly sympathies and compassions? They're not always bad or wrong, but it got to go deeper. Does it go deeper and align with his truth? Make sure you do that. And number four, as you think about how you are feeding his sheep, look at where those you're feeding are in their own life. Are they growing in Christ and feeding his sheep as well? Are you helping them grow and you're feeding them in him? Or are they simply taking handouts and waiting for more? We'll continue along these lines tomorrow as we consider how much we value our life or how much we value Christ's life in us. Ultimately, this shows who is really Lord in your life and that impacts everything. Join us, invite family, friends, loved ones, and enemies to do so as well. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned at 1245 for my good friend Greg Horn, and hope is here. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.